about my comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. I am here, indeed. Yes, I'm on the correct microphone this time. Sorry about that shittiness a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And after our after our episode 150 released last week on the wonderful Audio Technica microphones from Paxfloor, I thought I wouldn't- uh, I, I didn't, I didn't want to, you know- Assault your ears with my terrible laptop mic, which is unfortunately what happened. Yes, we'd rather let you hear the wonderfulness of the Audio Technica mics that we actually yeah, have at home in our office. Yeah, exactly. So let's jump into some. Actually, no. Look, I I have a pitch. You have a pitch. This I is, have a pitch. This is rare. This is rare. Yeah, during the week, uh, it just came to me. I was thinking about stuff and shit and <laughs> now i was thinking about adventure games because you and i are working on this little sort of mini adventure game and um mm-hmm. uh, you know it was and just thinking about how you can do adventure games with yeah with just like minimal work basically <laughs> so anyway <laughs> my pitch was um a game where you like wake up in kind of an underground bunker. Uh, okay, this, yep. this is point-and-click adventure. You wake up in an underground bunker, and basically it's like post-apocalyptic, but the whole thing is you just- It's all set within the bunker, and you're figuring out what's going on. And then, like, at some point, someone or something, like, throws something down. You know, you find you find some connection to the outside world, but it's like, it's just a- it's not something you can get through, but you can communicate in some way, and you are uh, you are starting to communicate with someone who's like above ground and and figuring out what's happened, and basically you're unraveling this mystery uh, from under the ground. Mm-hmm. I'm and- getting a very uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt vibe. Um, also, <laughs> ten Cloverfield <laughs> yeah. Lane. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yes. So a little bit of like uh, I am mother, both. even. Yeah. Um, just with the sort of being trapped in the bunker, uh, not knowing about the outside world kind of vibe. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that could just be- Because, again, you don't have to do much in the way of animation on characters and stuff. You pretty much mm-hmm. just have the one character. Um, minimal minimal rooms and backgrounds and stuff. And, yep. yeah, it could just be unraveling it as you solve these puzzles. You're looking around in this bunker- uh, and, you know, may- maybe you start being able to, like, turn on the power in different areas and that, like, fires up some computers or something. So, you get a bit of, you know, you get, you know, you, you manage to connect some wires and a TV blares on and it's a pre-recorded news thing from before whatever this event was or whatever, right? So, you start getting this sense of what happened, how you got here. And I think you just, you don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you were even born there. Like, maybe it's it's literally generations- of like, or a generation later, and when you finally get one room unlocked, you find your dead parents in there or something. Now I'm getting kind of a, um, kind of a end of Monkey Island 2 vibe <laughs> with the, with the underground <laughs> sort of area that you're going I through. I think I remember. Oh, yeah. Okay. Vaguely. Anyway. Um, yep. yeah. And, you know, a little Fallout-ish as well, of course, but, but just yep. within the, basically a Fallout game, but you're, it's only in the vault and it's just all narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, anyway, you've yeah. sort of said, um, you know, you'd like this as a point and click, but I think this could actually work quite nicely as, and with less less animation, mm. um, as almost a first person adventure game. Yeah, uh, you could do that for sure. Yeah. Then, you know, the bunker has a little bit more um, substance to it. Yep. And, you know, going into a, into a completely dark room, especially in like a, an Unreal Engine sort mm. of- Thing where True. The just getting the, is- and just getting the glint of like lights reflecting, yeah. And just th- when you're when you're actually in there, and your eyes are just starting to adjust, but you still can't see much. And yep. then you know a big glowing red light could actually look quite cool. Yeah, like- yeah, that's a good point. Like a bit of a gone home vibe, you know, walking simulator sort of thing, where you're yep. unraveling, unraveling this uh, this mystery for sure. Yeah, and there's certainly other parts to the um to the uh, like bunker that you could actually unlock through That's like airlocks and that sort yeah. of stuff as well. I think you get access to them over time. 
and and then the story just un- yeah unravels like once you once you do get that communication to the outside world like that kicks off different narrative beats and you know it, it's it's even that there's some way of like a, like a little dumb waiter or something but you know that you can pass things back and forth that goes through sort of an airlock system mm-hmm. uh but that that gives you you know they can pass down tools a tool that lets you get into another area or or, or yeah like fix something um cuz it could even be then obviously it's still all narrative but there are survival aspects right like some of the puzzles are you know you've run out of food or like maybe it's even that oh or maybe it's not just that it's a bunker maybe you're like cryogenically frozen down there um yeah. because yeah obviously it's it's some sort of some sort of disaster happened people were put in these bunkers to i mean again fought very fallout um to 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 come back after after it was had passed and something's gone wrong. Yep. Yeah, I, I like this quite a lot actually. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it could be could be really fun. Mm. So I think this is the third game on the list of things we want to make in our limitless spare time. Oh yeah. <laughs> um I, I just I I'm just thinking about um sort of like the 1970s look that that I'm sort of going for in the computers that it's you know yeah. you hear sort of like the tape start whirling and <laughs> as it all sort of kicks into, oh, I th- into yeah, gear I and you see that like could that could even typical- be the first thing you hear like literally as the game starts it's all black and you just hear these tapes wind up these old fashioned huge mainframe esque computers yep and then the and lights like start coming on everywhere. Especially because I'm, I'm just imagining that, you know, dumb terminals are, are those typical things that um, each terminal could have different access sort of thing. So, you have to get yeah. to the next terminal to get that extra little bit of access. Yeah. That yeah. works quite nicely. Um, plus, then you get that, that feeling of the fallout uh, computer systems as well. I think, yeah, look, uh, it's it's definitely starting to feel very fallout, but I think that's fine. I think that's good. It would definitely have- it wouldn't have quite the same aesthetic. Um, uh, I'm picturing a bit of- uh, did you play- Um, it, it had a strange- like a Stranger Things vibe to it. It was released on the Epic Store. Uh, fuck. No, I've lost it. But anyway, it was- it had this real- I think it was Unreal Engine. It had this really nice- just aesthetic to it of it was a bit more 80s i think you'd go a bit more 80s with it um big chunky video cameras and stuff do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. still crts but they're like ega color <laughs> those 16 colors 16 color yeah which uh, i kind of found out the other day is not exactly true about the ega graphics like there were actually 64 colors that it that Travis Tech in the Corner. <laughs> God damn it. You got another bloody <laughs> jingle for you? Jingle for me. Um, so, it turns out that like EGA has actually like a 64 color palette, but it can only display 16 colors at once. Yeah. But yeah, it yeah. can display extra colors through dithering as yep. well. Yeah. So- um, yeah, it wasn't literally just the 16 flat colors. And I think they probably- They had some palette tricks and stuff they could do there as well, I think. Oh, it's even um, funnier when you when you go back to CGA graphics, which is a four-color mode. But it's oh, like, yeah. no, it actually has 16 colors. <laughs> yeah, there's like some great videos. We were lied to all our, all our lives. <laughs> there are some great videos on, on the, the different ways that they, that they did that sort of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And even taking advantage of the way CRTs worked and stuff so that- um, it was something like because when you put two colors in CGA next to each other and on a CRT screen, they blend in a certain way that actually like makes another color. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's there's some amazing stuff, and it's all out of um like a a typical composite video signal. Yeah, um, it was something to do with that too. Yeah, it was something to do with the actual literal hardware that that transferred the the um the data. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a guy who I I um was watching a few of the videos that he did uh by uh the eight bit guy, I think he was called. And he, he actually I think that's where I created his own he created his own game for uh just recently for um for like the original like DOS XT systems. Yes. And put in that extra that extra um 
you know, the super CGA mode or whatever it was. That's right. Yeah, I think we watched the same video. Anyway, yeah. go and look up the 8-bit guy and we will get off this tangent and maybe start some click pitch. Yeah, 10 minutes into the episode. Okay, <laughs> click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. On the count of 3, 2, 1, we're going to click refresh. You know, take those words. We're going to throw them at each other. When that idea doesn't work anymore, we're going to click again and throw some more at each other. That's it. I'm going to catch it in my mouth. I'm actually Fair terrible. Fair enough. All right, three, two, one, click. Share. Invisible. Can we take that as share the singer? <laughs> 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 and she goes back in time. I have, no, back I have no idea where you're going with this, so I'll just leave it be. If I can find a way. She's a time traveler, obviously. Mm, um, okay. Or it's like a superhero who can not only turn back time, but turn invisible. <laughs> Her secret oh, identity God. is share the, uh, uh, the, the superstar singer. Yep. Um, Sunny is a sidekick. I mean, it's Sunny. It's a it's a sidekick name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was sort of thinking of this as almost a set in a D and D like world. Okay. Um, where you've got two characters who um, one is a wizard, one is a one is a fighter sort of thing. Okay. Um, but they each have to like share some of their responsibilities. Like the the wizard, um, you know, has to make the other guy. Uh, has to make the fighter invisible and therefore, you know, he's he's sharing some of his powers with him. And then um, when the wizard gets in trouble and the fighter has to sort of come and get him out All of it right, as I, well. I like that idea, except that Cher's not in it. So, <laughs> the wizard <laughs> is Sunny and Cher is a bard and it is a D&D world. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what's the what's the gameplay? Because I like this idea of them having to buff each other in different ways, and I mean that's a bard's go to, right? Is inspire, yep, he's and- buffing, <laughs> inspire courage, and yeah, um, yeah. I- I'm really picturing that the the wizard is like a, a you know, an older sort of, um, or maybe maybe slightly slightly hurt um, character, so. That- They've got the typical walking stick, but they they still look exactly like what um something you share looked like back in um in back the 60s. in you know I got you bay yeah. babe sort of time yeah yeah that's it um and, and you know they're the 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 songs come into it right like he casts invisible invisibility on it and she and she buffs him with I got you babe like it's a perfect <laughs> song for it <laughs> I got you babe. <laughs> you won't get hit by that arrow. Inspire courage. <laughs> um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I like the idea of very 60s styled clothes, but in but it's armor. Like, an, like it's in D&D style, but it's like bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. Look, he's got a fur vest. He fucking. I'm looking at a photo. Sonny looks like not a wizard, but someone like he might own a tavern. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm kind. Of, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that you know this wizard, as it were, is was actually a bartender, but he um he sent away to like correspondence school. Yes, and and sort of got um so he's kind of newish to the magic thing. Um, I think I, that could that could quite work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love the idea that he that he got his wizard certificate through you know from the what that fucking um, Baldur's Gate School of Wizardry, but it's missing an A. Like it's a dodgy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> misspelled W I Z apostrophe R D. Yeah. <laughs> Wizardry. Yeah. I'm a wizard. He's not even- Yeah, that, he's not even actually allowed to call himself an actual wizard. He has to put the apostrophe in there. It's like just a wizard. Wiz- wizard. Wizard. Okay. Um, so, for gameplay, I'm kind of seeing it almost like a um, a cooperative um, Gears of War style. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
shooter. I like that because then they're different. Their different uh, skills can kind of kind of play off each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, so do you just have Sunny like firing off dodgy off-brand spells while Cher sings and and <laughs> and, and buffs him? I mean, I guess bards fight to a certain degree sometimes, and I mean yeah. they they do things to also you know affect the, the enemies. Oh, I, I can imagine Cher, you know, is going to totally kick everyone's ass. Oh God, I mean she would. Yeah, um, but th- this is this is pre believe sort of share. So <laughs> that's a, no that's actually shoot. like that's a twist. That's uh, she levels up to a certain degree and gets um, auto tune. <laughs> she really doesn't need auto tune. She doesn't. Though, she doesn't. But it's a special. It's just used, you know, used at the right time. Oh God. Um, um, okay, so third-person shooter. What I, what I did like about the Gears of War se- series it, is it did have some of those points where you verge off into different paths and have to mm. sort of help each other a little bit. But then the majority yeah, you can kind of, the of see each other from a together. distance or something, yeah. or, you, or you get a sense of what the other person's doing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really picturing, you know, they're in Sunny's um, bar at the start. Yeah, and. Shares just up on stage, doing a yep. number, doing a number. Um, he's up there as well with a loot. Um, I kind of see, you know, he's just accompanying her, but he's not very good at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. And then someone comes in and like starts to sets a ma- massive fire and and you know basically burns down the bar and they sort of they sort of just escape. And the rest of their time is is all about vengeance. Yeah, well, to- and I'm I'm getting this really nice vibe of this bar at the beginning. It's just like super casual. There's all these regulars in there. Sonny is the bartender, but he's up on stage, and so people are just like helping themselves to drinks and paying for them themselves because they just they're just chilling out. And then yeah. yeah, like someone busts in, and all hell breaks loose. Yep, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that definitely. So, then when shit all breaks loose, like, he, he does, like, some prestidigitation and, you know, sets some, some um, like, rain rain going to try and get rid of, um, get rid of some of the fire. But because it's all based off of alcohol, you know, <laughs> it all just spreads even it's further. It's all alcohol magic. <laughs> he just- No, no, no. The, he, oh. the fire is based off of the alcohol. Oh. You know, they smashed all the bottles. I kind of do like the idea that he's a boozy wizard. Wizard, wizard, um, though, and like he's a he's like an alcohol mancer. It's like an ethamancer. Ethamancer. Don't know. Alchemancer. I guess alchemancer. Um, yep. And so, yeah, like he can do fireballs, but it's because he he fucking like he he summons up he summons up a big floating ball of grain alcohol, and then just like. Flicks a lighter. I, I'm just picturing that there's going to be like a running joke about people talking about him being an alchemist. No, he goes, no, I'm an alcoholist. <laughs> an alchemist. No, an alchemist. I'm an alchemist. Alcohol. <laughs> it's all about. I don't turn lead into gold. I turn. I turn you booze know, into basic ingredients yeah. into booze. <laughs> I can summon booze. Actually, I love that I can idea. turn like, water to wine. I can turn water to wine. He's an alchemist. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Well, and I love the idea that he did. He even became a, uh, a dodgy wizard because he just wanted to do like bar tricks and 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 pay less for his booze, right? Because he can just summon it and and use yep. use other ingredients. Um, and, and so him becoming an actual battle wizard of sorts is a complete accident. Yeah, uh, but it turns out that you know, with the right whiskey, he can he can you know breathe fire and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, well, and so because now I'm thinking of the uh, the upgrade path for these two characters, right? Uh, the the skill tree and how Sunnies can all be around different co- like cocktails and like they're all named, you know, mm-hmm. in different ways to. Sort of based on based on the different skills that he gets or the different things he can do. What if he can just like like he's got manipulation magic that is literally just it puts it turns some of their 
an enemy's blood into alcohol. <laughs> so they're just automatically drunk and can be more easily distracted. Yeah, but if he goes too far, they're instantly dead because there's more alcohol than, well, than yeah. blood in the body. Yeah, and look, maybe he has to- I think that's a, like a, a touch. You know, he has to touch them to be able to do that sort of thing. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, um, I, I'm, I'm just picturing like the end of the trailer of the of the game. Um, you know, you sort of see Cher and Sunny just sort of locking and loading with the, with their weapons, and then um, you know, you see uh, something happening to Sunny, and Cher yells out, "I got you, babe!" And then the title comes up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, the cowboy's work is never done, she says. I'm just, I'm looking. It should really have been a, a western. <laughs> She's got a bang, bang, shot me down. That was theirs. Too late now. Three, two, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Departed. 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 That goes very well with my par. P-A-R. Oh, okay. Departed. Departed um, and par. So, I'm thinking that this is a golf game. Martin Scorsese is golf. No. Oh, God, that could be that could be horrible. Um, so, I'm thinking that it's maybe a ghostly golf game. Ooh, I like that. Um, everything's sort of Halloween, Halloween-y sort of themed. So, I'm picturing kind of, you know, cemeteries and old creepy mansions for, for like- whether it be a mini golf game or whether it yeah, be that's a- what I was thinking. Is it like is it is it full on you know eighteen hole or is this is this mini golf? Um, and and then so either way, let's think about what do other than just being a theme. Mm-hmm. What does being a golf a golf? What does being a ghost on a golf course give you? Um, well, if you're a ghost, then you know there's only certain amount of like energy that you can expend to actually touch a club to to be able to swing <laughs> right. it. But if you're a zombie um, and you swing, you've got to be very careful with the follow through so that you don't follow through too hard. So and you just don't lose, lose your arms. Yeah. <laughs> so Okay, I, so I it's think- not just ghosts. It's, it's, yeah, it's like Halloween creatures. Yeah. So, I'm thinking, yeah, we, we got there through the idea of it being- um, departed, so the recently yeah. deceased and that yeah. sort of stuff. Oh, right. But I'm liking the idea of it being witches and- So, this like- is kind of a bit of uh What was that game on the Xbox? Crazy something golf or um, wild- Outlaw golf. Outlaw golf? Yeah. It's outlaw golf, but it's not outlaw- It's Halloween golf. It's it's a follow-up to outlaw golf. So God damn, I love those out- The outlaw series- yeah, because they had some other ones too, didn't they? Yeah, they had volleyball, they had- and uh, golf yeah. one and two. All right, well, we, we're bringing it back, but instead of just like crazy, weird, redneck kind of characters, <laughs> uh, it's it's Halloween. It's, it's yeah. you know, and look, this is appropriate. This episode is going to come out mm, just after Well Halloween. after. Well- <laughs> Well after. <laughs> well, not well after. It'll be like- Oh, yeah. It'll be like a week after. It'll be the week after. It'll be within a week yeah. after Halloween. So within the week after. Yeah. So that's so that's, that's fair right. enough. We probably uh, should have gone full spooky theme then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Too late. Uh, we can spend we, the rest we of can the go, episode. We can on retrofit spooky. it that uh, Sunny and Sherry are uh, ghosts. You go. I believe in love after death. Oh God, no. <laughs> okay, so. Creepy spooky golf. Yes. So, I'm thinking we don't obviously go hard and fast on the rules of golf. Uh, mm-hmm. The goal is obviously get the ball in the hole, but each different character has kind of different uh, uh, abilities and things that they can do to, to make- to, to get that ball into the hole in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, like, as a ghost, you, you don't have much of a swing. <laughs> um- <laughs> Because you, uh, it's hard to become corporeal enough. But actually, that could be interesting. Maybe it's something about like a timing thing of of when you've of- got to come corporeal at the exact moment exactly, that you need to, yeah, so that you can send it off with the most power. Yes, yeah. So that's so you've the got ghostly golf clubs that you need to basically. Yes, you need to make manifest 
at the yep. exact moment of 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 impact. Uh, and so, yeah, they can actually hit it really hard, but you just, it's, it's skill based. You have to get the timing right. Whereas some other ones, it's not as, it's not necessarily as skill based around the timing, but it's more around different things. They have different trade offs. So like yep. Frankenstein's monster, he might hit it too hard. Actually, for him, it's, it's hard just not to completely overshoot it. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm actually thinking the bride of Frankenstein, um, with the big hair and all that sort of stuff could actually be really hard, you know, keeping their head over the ball because, you know, their hair is just weighing down so much. Oh, it's so a much. balance thing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep her balance. You've got some controls on, like, the triggers or something uh, to, like, flick her hair backwards or forwards. I flick my yep. hair back and forth. Uh, <laughs> singing. I'm just singing tonight. I don't know. Um, oh, I didn't know that Steve Carell was the commentator on- Outlaw Golf. That's really cool. Uh, we'll get him back. We'll get him back for Halloween Golf. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. What other- What else we got there? We got- What is a- Can a vampire- Well, a witch would be- um Would be swinging with her broom, obviously. Yep. 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 Um, a wizard with his cane. Yeah, like a- Like his uh, staff. Yep. Um, werewolf, maybe- well, I think a werewolf can can either be in human, human or form. wolf form, and and that gives different trade offs. But you know, maybe yep. they can only change once or twice or something. So you don't actually want to be. They can spin around and, and flick it out with their tail when they're a um when they're a. Well, a and wolf. I think you've just got more strength and stuff and they're too. Just got- like you, you don't <laughs> want to got golf clubs when they're when they're human. <laughs> you don't want to be a wolf. Understand you don't want to be there. on the green and be in wolf form, really, right? Like because <laughs> it's gonna you, you can't do that subtle. You can't do do the, the the soft touch that you might need. So are we gonna do the rules of if the cloud goes across the across the moon, then you know, he turns <laughs> back into human? <laughs> uh something like that. Or maybe he's just got like a little jar of moonlight or something. I don't know, like you can just have some he's just got a couple <laughs> of limited charges that where he can change back and forth, I think. Yep. Okay, so that that doesn't sound too bad. I'm just wondering whether there's another another way that we could also look at this. That um, it's Ghostbusters golf. Okay. And you're one of the Ghostbusters. So, in between taking shots, you've also got to take out ghosts. So, you've got that, right. that sort of- you, You're on the golf course and you're talking to your caddy and you're like, okay, I need a nine iron and, you know- Cover, cover me with, with the proton pack. <laughs> I need a nine iron and- Oh, shit. I need a trap. <laughs> give, me the, give me the fucking proton pack. Oh, yeah. The pro- what, is, what is the trap? It's just a trap. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that could be interesting. You can yeah, bring in um, all, the, all the different Ghostbusters from both. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sort of have it that they've come through like it's a multiverse sort of thing. So- um, I mean, if you even need to explain it. You just shove them in there. Well, I kind of like the idea as well that you can do a career mode and create your own Ghostbuster. And you don't, mm-hmm. like- <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's hard to keep these things secret. But I just love the idea of someone getting really excited about making their own Ghostbuster and customizing their outfit and stuff and thinking, all right, I'm going to go bust some, bust some ghosts. And then it's golf. It's actually yep. just like a really <laughs> stock standard. There actually aren't even ghosts. You're just playing golf because go- the Ghostbusters like to play golf. <laughs> and 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 you know the golf cart looks kind of ecto one y, except it's actually got written on there ecto three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and you're like ecto looking at it going. Weekends. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, let's click. I like it. Yeah. Three to one. Gawkiness, shouting, shouting, and gawkiness. Hmm. All right. I mean, gawkiness makes me think of, like, preteens or, like, puberty. And shouting makes me think of the old man <laughs> trying to tell the kids to get off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, that's not a bad setup. I'm picturing yep. a bit of a, you know, a bit of a stand by me or a- um, Goonies vibe. Do you know what I mean? Like just kids out in the neighborhood. There's the mm-hmm. creepy old man who yells at them and they're trying to 
they're trying to solve some mystery, right? Yeah. So, so my, my yep. question is, is this going to be like one of those, um, you know, the asynchronous sort of VR multiplayers where you've got one person in VR being the old man. <laughs> and okay. Every, everyone else is, is on the TV trying to, trying to do some missions like sneak onto, sneak onto the lawn and, yeah. And, you know, steal roses or, or like basically do a whole heap of different things. You know, maybe two of them are over here trying to, trying to, um, you know, Get get uh, the old man's attention, and you're trying to get them to stay off the lawn. Yeah. Well, t- two of the other two of the others are sneaking up behind, trying to steal like his newspaper off the off the porch or All something right. like that. Okay, I like this a lot. Uh, yeah. Especially the idea of a VR person, and they're like inside. They're inside a house, looking out of windows. They they really can't leave the house. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Whatever. You know, movement mode we do, whether it's just teleporting between kind of key spots at the windows, or or having to to literally free move around. I don't know. But um. So do the kids kind of have specific missions they can pull off at any time, or and then what does the old man have? Like, I think he can maybe sick his dog onto him. Uh, yep. Um. Or- he can. He yeah. can like throw um throw slippers at them. Um, I think the other thing that he can he's call their doing parents. as well, yep, he he can threaten to call their parents. Uh, one of the other things that he's also trying to do is like just make himself a nice cup of tea. That's all he wants, right? And he keeps getting his- right. Okay, so he sort of he needs to take some time away from the windows to to make yep. his cup of tea. But if he spends too much, and he's time- got one of those old school kettles that you have to actually put on the stove, so you hear that whistle going off. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, because you can't have it- Yep. You can't have it boiled dry. Yeah, yep. I like that he's got a bunch of steps. He's trying to make himself some afternoon tea with a cup of tea and, like, a piece of toast or something. Yeah. Uh, and so- And, of course, the toast, you can't get that too cold or anything like that. But these yeah. kids are also, you know, every, every day around this time, they're trying to stop him from making his, his tea. I think they're just- Constantly there. This is just this old man's nightmare. Is there are constantly teenagers on his lawn trying to steal stuff? <laughs> I think it's just like old man's nightmare. Yeah. Uh, oh, so- you know what I reckon he's got on his lawn, like in different places in his in his yard, like candy trees. So the kids are all all coming up trying to steal this candy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think. All right. Let's just think through what would be the perfect game for the old man. Like, how would he completely thrash the other players? So, he's there in VR. I mean, he he or she, obviously. I think we the character's a man, but the player is there in VR. Yep. They're, they're trying to make- They've got a goal of make a cup of tea and a piece of toast. And mm-hmm. you get judged for how hot the toast still is. How well the tea is made and how hot it is when you get to sit down and drink it. Like, it all has to be set up correctly. But you lose points for the number of things that the kids have managed to, like, do or take, I guess. Yeah. And I think the other thing they can actually do is sneak into your house and, like, unplug your toaster and turn off the gas. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If, if If they come into your house, you can just shoot them with your shotgun, though. (laughs) <laughs> Clint Eastwood style. <laughs> yeah, like then it's then it's trespassing and you have every right as a grumpy old man. Yep. Uh, okay, so <laughs> w- what I'm picturing because of because of our shoehorned theme for this episode mm-hmm. is it's actually Halloween. Yes, okay. And and the okay, kids are trick trying or trick, or trick and treat. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, that's perfect actually. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Because if you um, don't scare them away, because you're not actually going to give them treats because you're a grumpy old man, but they yep. keep coming up and you have to you have to yell at them or you have to sick the dog on them to get rid of them. Otherwise, they like start egging your house and stealing your newspaper and yeah. And I think graffitiing. I think that the things that they're that they're sort of doing is is you know they're going up and they're, they're when they don't get um, food at the very start, you know they don't get their their treats. Yep. They immediately go into trick mode, and their trick mode is, you know, basically make this old man's life a living hell. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's so, p- let's picture it from the people on a sc- on the screen now. They're sitting. Let's let's say they're sitting around. Um, like there's four people sitting around a TV, Xbox controllers. They're kind of seeing yep. a top down ish view of the house. Yeah. And so are there multiple. Like, what's stopping them from just running up every time? Um, well, I, I think- um, Oh, maybe they if, have to get the, different costumes get seen, or something. Yeah, like, if you- they get seen yep. um, by the old man, then he knows whose parents to call. So, the whole idea is that they need, right. to, they need to be doing some sneaky sort of stuff. And of course, the old man's trying to do trying to do his stuff but, while also making sure that his house doesn't get egged. Okay. Um, but if they think they're getting candy, like it sort of doesn't make sense to sneak at that point. I feel like they, we've got to figure out kind of that 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 mechanic of because I, I kind of like this idea that they can't come to the house with the same costume twice. <laughs> Maybe if they get to the door, the, the man has to give them candy. Like he begrudgingly. We'll give them candy if they get to the door. And ring the doorbell. And ring the doorbell. Um, but obviously, you can't come with the same costume twice. So, that's one limitation. And maybe there's literally like a little mini game that the people are doing for like selecting different costume bits or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, because, yeah, oh, I'm trying to think without making this too complex, like where this real balance is- because I'm thinking you can- And making, be- making it fun for the people outside of VR. Well, for- Because yeah, exactly. the old man's going to have the most fun. Yeah, yeah. But you, yeah, you've got to make it fun for both. So, what's the challenge for the people outside of VR? It, it's it's somehow getting to the, the front door or the back door without being yelled at, the dog sicked on them. Um, yeah, like throwing, what it, I like throwing is, a newspaper is sort at of like the um The old man only has limited amounts of- of Attacks. stuff that he can actually yeah, do, like-, um, like within a time limit, sort of thing. So, you know, he can't he can't just go um, sick the dog on him every single time because, yeah. like, maybe what the maybe what they'll do is a as a countermeasure for the second time they they tries to stick the um, stick the dog on him is have sausages. Well, no, I, f- I feel like just- I feel like it should just be that basically the dog is like an area of effect. And so, you can set it out like sort of one direction from your- um, from your house and it will- it will attack anyone in that area for that amount of time, but there are different entrances. So, you- you're basically just- you're protecting that side while- while you could be flanked basically, you know, through your back door or your side door. Mm-hmm. Um, with with these these kids coming in in different directions, and and obviously now you've used up the dog, and there's a cool down on it for when it comes back in and takes a drink and you know <laughs> shits on the the grass, and then that can be a hazard. <laughs> <laughs> it's not only a hazard, but it's also another inconvenience for the old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As well, his I, pristine lawn is no longer pristine. That's true. That's true. Might lose, might lose points for that. Yeah, I, I am having trouble with the general sort of how that back and forth mechanic would work. But I really love the idea of of someone in VR having to like look out their windows, go between the different windows in their house for for these people who are playing and out in on a screen. Yep, I, I'm I'm almost picturing it almost like a um. A Metal Gear Solid style stealth. Yeah. All right. So look, that that was fun without getting new words though, or maybe with new words. But I, I actually do want to explore that mechanic a bit more. But maybe like throw away the old man, throw away the kid, like throw away the hell. Mm-hmm. Just that idea of yeah, someone in a, in 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 a building having to look out in different directions um, and catch the the players. On the couch doing something, um, or, or fend them off in some way. Okay, so could it be maybe a security guard? Yeah, at yeah. a building. Yep. Um, and then you know it's uh, having to having to sort of pick out who who out of the many visitors that he's getting are actually the other players that shouldn't actually be there, sort of thing. Maybe I so think the- I think it should just be. All right, keep with the keeping with the Halloween vibe. It's a mm-hmm. security guard at a candy factory. 
or a candy store or something, right? Yep. And these teenagers, we'll stick with the teenagers, uh, they want to come and steal candy. They're delinquents. They're, they're juvenile delinquents. Mm-hmm. And so- I think that just simplifies things a bit more because then the, the 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 teenagers are literally just having to hide. They've got stealth mechanics and they can get some sense of where the security guard is by like which windows are lit up. Um, and obviously the security guard can literally shine the light outside. Um, oh, yeah. And so they can- So the kids can sort of see through the window, get an idea of which window the security guard is at at any time. And I think you'd have to, even if you were using teleport mechanics, I think you'd have to make it that there's like a time, it takes a little bit of time to get between the, the, the areas. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think it's fair to just have the, the security guard obviously suddenly appear at a window. Um, oh, no. I, I mean, I really want the security guard to be the one in VR because- No, no, that's what know, I mean. Point, that's what I mean. But Pointing I, I, the- um. Pointing the the mag light around will be yeah will be exactly kind of awesome. pointing the mag light around. But I just mean if like if they're moving around inside the building, like how are they? What's their traversal method? What I also one thing that I think is very important and it cannot be overstated or understated enough. Uh-huh. Um, if you have your hand in sort of like the normal VR position, yeah, um, as in your your hands, you know, facing forward, you've got the um, you've got the mag light facing forward. But if you turn it upside down, you know, he's got the He's, still, he's got the mag light out, like, yes. in the underhand grip. The classic underhand, yeah, the classic underhand underhand yep. security, like, high on the shoulder Yeah, so, you- if you- as you go to pull it down, you know, basically, there's an animation of him flipping like it around in his hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you can't use it <laughs> as a weapon, it's only a light. Um, oh, hell no. And in it's fact, I think this is a completely non-violent game, even. It's literally just- Oh, I don't know. Maybe you can tase him. <laughs> I just, I was just trying to think of, because I think obviously if, they, if you catch him in the spotlight, I think you, if you help, if you hold one of the teens in the spotlight for long enough, then you identify them and yeah, you can call their parents basically. Um, yep. and, and that's kind of the, that's your attack in a way. Um, yep. but yeah, I wonder if there's a, I wonder if this is a two phase thing in that. Do they literally have to break in and then they're inside hiding from the security guard? Or is it only- Is there always that barrier of of the inside-outside kind of thing? I do kind of like the idea of of it being, you know, a hide-and-seek sort of game. One yeah. person in VR, one person in- um, yeah, and, the, and the other people, like, I'm thinking three people. Um, yeah. So, there's four players in yep. general. Yep. Um I'm, I'm seeing definitely you've got the one person in VR sort of walking around the corridors trying to find trying to find the kids um, can go back to like the center of the of the maze as it were to look at security cams okay to, to sort of um, get an idea as to as to you know where the alarms are going off because I'm I'm picturing if the kids have broken in through the side door then you're gonna get an alarm to that side yeah, door yeah you're so gonna, you're gonna, gonna know you're gonna know they've gotten in or at least well or they're faking you out and they've just hit they've just triggered the alarm and, and circled back. But yeah, there are there are different obviously strategies there. But yeah, okay. Okay. So you get so maybe you get things coming in over your radio. Mm-hmm. I like that idea of maybe there maybe there's a there maybe there is a guard on security cameras. Um and on sort of at the desk and you're the patrolling guard. And so you'll get canned response and they're an NPC, but you get canned responses yep. of like you know, hey, you know, hey, hey, hey Jerry, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jim, Jerry, are you there? We've got a we got an alarm going off on. Uh, you know, the, so the, I was the just saying Jerry because it's one of our, one of our choices that we that we had that can actually be male or female. Because <laughs> obviously, you don't right. want to. You- yeah, 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 yeah. Man, Jim, Jerry, whatever. Uh, <laughs> they can be male. Is <laughs> it GYM? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, call back. <laughs> but yeah, like they get a call for, and it's literally a verbal call of, "Hey, the the door in sector, you know, three uh, three F, just got triggered. You, can you go check it out?" Um, <laughs> and, and so yeah, it's your choice. Like, do you go check, or do you know that? Oh, the people playing like to trigger that door off, and then like they've got a strategy where they actually then climb in the window in sector two B. Uh, 
or, or not to be. Um, and then they, <laughs> which doesn't trigger the alarm, right? Or something. Yeah. Um, I, ooh, 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 ooh. I wonder if this is a game where you can sort of, um, as the, as the security guard, you can actually swap between a number of, of different, um, a number of different, uh, like security guards. Okay. Or you have the three people as security guards and the one person is the person breaking in. So the VR person is actually the one breaking in. Okay. And having to, having to mm. look for, you know, and sneak around. Basically, they can't see anything but what they can but see. But what in they front can see, sort of yeah. I do like that kind of hide and seek. Oh, I like it in both ways. Yeah. Because, because when you, when you've got the people hiding as the people on the, um, on the TV, obviously that does give them a little bit more, uh, awareness yeah. and, I think you'd have to literally do things like it could like if they are in some sort of stealth um mode or or like they've they've done the right thing or whatever like literally that the person in VR's camera doesn't show them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if they're hiding behind a box even though if you were just to to render that model or whatever you might say I think you literally don't render that model in the in the VR's point of view. In certain, yep. in certain circumstances, um, as long as they're kind of still enough in a shadow or something, like he literally cannot see them until they move. Uh, yeah. Because so I kind of like that aspect, but yeah, I mean, maybe this is just two modes. You've got a, you've got the mode of okay, you're a security guard and multiple people are trying to break in, or you've got the mode of you are in VR trying to break in and the others are playing security guards. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it could go both ways. Could definitely go both ways. Uh, I do kind of like the idea of. Like with the um, with the uh, like the um, the players being the guards, like the the yeah. over the top players being yeah. the guards. You're only sort of rendering what like the ray trace actually hits. So you're you're sort of hitting those um those parts with with like a a less like color on the side. Yeah, like what your flashlight. You only. You only render again, like you only render the person hiding if the flashlight literally is seeing them. Is that yeah, what you mean? I'm, 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 yeah, I'm kind of liking the idea that as a VR player, you can actually be ducked down, hiding behind something. But the thing is, people know that you're ducked down because they can physically see you ducking. Down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, gotcha. But in the game, they don't know where you're ducking down because unless they shine a light, is that what you mean? Unless they shine a light yep. on you. They can't see where- Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is some level of- <laughs> There is some level of, of information sharing there that, that would ideally not happen, but- Yeah. Yeah. I, I, just, I, I, do I really like that, that asymmetrical idea. idea. Yeah. That's cool. We did play a game at PAX that was somewhat asymmetrical and kind of awesome. Yes. Yeah. What was that called? Uh, I- Operation- something. Hang we'll on, put it on it our here. Twitter for sure because we- Got it here. Operation Armstrong. There you go. Operation Armstrong. Yeah, definitely check that out. That was cool. Uh, a bunch of people playing on their phones uh, and then one person uh, playing in VR as a, like, infiltrator of sorts, secret agent. Yeah, and it's it's not really asymmetrical. It's, it's a cooperative multiplayer. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's different yeah. levels of hidden information and such. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Let's cool. go again. Three, two, one, and a click. Drip. Machination. So, this is some sort of scheme. Plot or scheme. Yeah. Yes. To do with a drip. Yeah. Now, I wonder if this- Is this like in a hospital? Drip thing. Some, something around having to get some- Something into someone's drip or- Discover, ooh, you know. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I do, I do kind of like the idea of there being, like, um, almost a hitman esque mm-hmm. thing of you've got to, you've got to try and find out where this person is in this hospital. Yeah. Without giving, giving away too much information. Okay. And the idea being that, you know, you're, you're asking around for, for like, um, something, but if you don't have enough information, yeah, then you, know, you get it wrong. too long, and you get it wrong, then 
you know, they start calling security on you and that sort of stuff. Well, and yeah, I just- So, I kind of- I almost got a bit of a, a Cluedo vibe, weirdly, or Clue for our non-Australian- American. Or our American listeners. Uh, just in that, yeah, it is a game of gathering information. Or a bit of a, like, Carmen San Diego, in that- Yep. You are having to hunt around this Where hospital. in the hospital is Carmen Yeah, where in the hospital is Carmen San Diego, exactly, because you're trying to kill her with poison in a drip. Um, and so, there's a few different things you got to do. you got to find, obviously, the- Like, so, you start with a bit of information. You might know the first name or the last name of the target, or you might just know what wing they're in. Or even what room they're in, but there could be like four people in that room, and you, you yep. obviously, if you get the wrong person, you lose. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, it is about, and I do like that kind of hitman esque vibe. Then of it's still an action ish game. You are walking around this hospital, finding. You maybe ways. have to put some put some disguises on. You may yeah. have to, you know, dress up slightly differently. So the first time you go in there, you know, to as. As a reconnaissance, you know, you're sort of getting some of the information. So, the next time you go up and talk to someone, you can give the right answer straight well, that, away. Exactly. You're like, yeah, yeah. So, you're having to sort of figure out and do a bit of social engineering. And, and, you know, it'll be interesting to come up with the mechanic for that. But basically, based on what information you have, you can ask certain questions. And so, yeah, you've only got the last name. It's like, okay, you could just come in as- a civilian to the front desk and try to find out the first name by going through a dialogue tree. Yeah. And and somehow convincing them that you're a relative but don't know the first- Like, how do you get the first name out of someone when you're supposed to already know who this person is, right? Like, yeah, that could be- And you could completely fail that. And that means, okay, you can't try that again. You need to take a different tact and maybe it's- Okay, now you dress up as a doctor the- and- Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like- Exactly. You, you dress up as a doctor and you, and you go, oh, hey, nurse, like, give me the file for for Mr. Uh, you know, Frederick in- and maybe, But you, know, you get to choose whether it's Mr. or Mrs. And yes, exactly. Yes. Mr. Mrs. You know Ms. Or name. Miss. Yes. And so, you can take- Yeah. So, you can take some leaps of faith and guess at it. But if you get it wrong, that's really going to raise suspicion levels and- uh, or, or, you know, and, and potentially, like, have security called on you and then you you have an action scene where you have to try to escape. If you escape, you can get a different disguise, perhaps, yep. and come in, you know. And now you're in as a paramedic and you're and you're pushing in like a- um, You're pushing in like a dummy in a, um, yeah. in a wheelchair yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, there's a lot there. I like this a lot. And so, yeah, it really is, though, just about finding those key pieces of information of basically room number, bed number- or, or just room number and name. Um, Operation type that they had well, done. Yeah, I, so. think, I think there's enough. Yeah, basically it's enough information because- And then you have to gain access to the room. Or <laughs> it's not just necessarily gain access to the- if You can gain access to the room and like if you've got a- If you've got the syringe of the drugs or whatever and you can put it in their drip. Or you can like do some social engineering where you like change the chart- and just get them the wrong medication. Get the nurse to do it. Yeah. Like, there are ways <laughs> that you don't even have to get into that room to kill them. Uh, but, of course, you have to make sh- absolute sure it's the right chart. Yep. That's really cool. It is. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And and in, in our shoehorning Halloween into things, um, like- <laughs> <laughs> Monster it's, Hospital. It's, do, 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 do. No. no it's, ha- it's Halloween night. Yeah. So, there's just some um, decorations. The security guard sort of dressed up as uh, David S. Pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> and why wouldn't he be? That's a fucking awesome costume. All right. I think we've got time yep. for one more. Yep. Three, two, one, click. Fondue. Searching. <laughs> <laughs> now, if this was a party game- it would be, I've hidden something in this fondue. You have to I'm, find I'm, it I'm, with your mouth. I'm picturing it's like, it's like WarioWare style games, except, um, you know, sort of like the intro to it is that you dropped your piece of banana into the fondue. Into so, the now fondue. you're digging around trying to find the, the piece of banana. All right. I've got two words for you here. Mm-hmm. Liquid physics. 
<laughs> can we do something <laughs> with with fondue as an overarching theme? <laughs> God, with, I don't know whether this is really going to be possible with really good liquid physics. Um, <laughs> now, what engine could do better liquid? Uh, I don't know. It's got to be some. Nvidia's got to be doing some pretty hardcore liquid stuff by now, right? Real time. Yeah, I, I don't know whether you've seen how good like the Minecraft RTX stuff looks, but it looks freaking well, amazing. Well, but I'm talking so about the, I'm they talking can about do the a lot of flow. stuff. With I'm talking about the flow, race. Though. I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't the actual- think they they're really dealing with their physics stuff anymore, which is what it would come under. I think you just need voxels, voxel liquid, <laughs> <laughs> but just really, really, really tiny cubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do it. It's all just fucking uh, atom uh, size. It's cubes. all just um, <laughs> it's all just what do you call it? Conway's game of life. No, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, oh fuck! I did a whole game on it once. I have to look it up. Cellular automation or autom- autom- automation. Yeah, so mm-hmm. cellular automaton. Um, yeah, so you could do it. you could do that. You can. It's the same. It's basically the same. Um, you know those those falling sand games. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all just cell- cellular automatons. Where it basically the idea is like each pixel doesn't need to know about everything else. It just knows about the rules for itself. You could definitely yep. do that in three D and make water stuff. So there you go. Hmm. Just have it small enough. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Basically, g- give them a, a few rules. I reckon we click again. Yeah, I think so. But but still, someone out there, v- uh, voxel cellular automaton fondue, do it. Fondue. Mystique. Premium. Um, X-Men? <laughs> yep. <laughs> the premium DLC is Mystique. Okay, done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's just an X-Men game, DLC, EA, get on it. No, I think uh, I think this is a new X-Men or woman called Premium. Yep. What would that be? And Okay, it's a what co-op game be? where one, per- one person is Mystique and the other one is Premium. Yeah. Um, premium is like- Can they like refine things? How would that work? Like, they can, can they- refine mutant powers? Hmm. Premium. I'm, just, I'm just wondering if- if um, Was there actually a mutant kind of like um, that, uh, that guy from Heroes that could like steal other people's powers? Yeah, I mean, Rogue- Can't Rogue do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been done. Um, yes. Premium. I'm trying to think what sort of power an ex-person called Premium would have. Um, they're an insurance salesman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, maybe that's it. Maybe they- Maybe they have some sort of, like, redo, reset um, abilities that gives you insurance against, like, shit going bad. Mm-hmm. Um- and and so they've basically got like a short term time travel like time reset ability. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um that uh movie that uh, Tom Cruise was in, you know, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every yeah. Every time he dies it just like it resets. Or um or that movie with one of the Wayans brothers where he woke up naked in an elevator. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> called Naked, wasn't yeah, it? I think so. <laughs> it actually wasn't a bad thing. Yeah, it was okay. Um I just, I was just I, amused I by putting up, putting putting up, it's up next to the uh, Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt blockbuster. Uh, I really did enjoy repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> I did like the idea behind Edge of Tomorrow, and I can't oh, do Edge like of the idea is fucking that, fantastic. Um, I, I like the idea that it's premium versus um, mystique, and so you know, you've got to you've got to go through the game trying to figure out. You know which which person in this um in this party this Halloween party um, <laughs> is actually Mystique. So you're having these com- <laughs> these conversations. Oh, okay. And, and then That's the only way to get it to to all reset is to get killed. So you oh. you've basically got to find like some way of of getting killed to reset the night. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds complicated. Um. I I like that. Maybe it's a bit more of <laughs> maybe it's a bit more of like life is strange, right? Because I'm just mm-hmm. picturing how in life is strange you can like go through a conversation, get some extra information, rewind time, and then go through that conversation again. And now you've got that information, so you can like t- 
take it down some different dialogue trees. Uh, and so, again, it's sort of this information gathering game. But sure, you have to kill yourself. If you die, <laughs> if premium dies, they go back like you know an hour in time and and uh, just find themselves there. Yeah. Um. And, and so that could and that could be a limitation as well. Like if you go more than an hour past something you 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 know maybe didn't want to do, too bad. It's locked in now. You can't go back further yep. than that. So I think do they just carry around a gun? I kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of amused <laughs> by a game where, yeah, you're you're in this Halloween party, you're walking around, you're talking to people, and like five hundred times across the course of this weapon, you just blow your fucking brains out across the party. <laughs> Everyone screams. Yeah, that's kind of a bit nasty. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 I kind of like, but then it's is, fine because time is time the idea it. that you've just got like this. Bottom this this button that you you press the button and you know it immediately goes back in time. But what you find out later on is every time you've pressed the button, basically everyone in that universe is just now it's sees that dead. you're dead on the floor. Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> I d- <laughs> yeah yeah I I so okay. I like that idea in general. I'm not sure about just like falling dead because I love the idea of you finish the game and you get a super cut of every time you killed yourself or got killed by or got killed by accident. But I mean, I think you're in a Halloween party. You you open a door and there's an anvil that just drops on your head, sort of thing. (laughs) (laughs) But I love the idea that like during the gameplay, as you do this, and whether it's pressing a button, whether it's literally shooting yourself in the head. You don't see the aftermath. It just goes. It just. It just. It. In fact, it. I. I like the idea. Of it. No, I like the idea of it just being a smash cut. Like as soon as that trigger is pulled or whatever, you are back an hour ago. Now you'd have to do yep. some pretty hardcore caching, I think, for you know, tech wise to make that be able to happen that quickly. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just like it's an instant cut, and then yeah, you <laughs> at the once you finish the game. Um, and you find Mystique and she's like, huh, you found me. Good for you. Let's go out for beers or whatever happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like over the credits. It's like over the credits. You just see you d- yourself die in all these different timelines over and over and over again. And it's all the actual ways you did it in the game. Yeah. And everyone's screaming throughout everyone's all the screaming. different timelines. Like, and- yeah. Yeah. And-, and it just sort of it shows like this wall and- and just gradually cuts between as you as you see like the ambulance turn up and take your body away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the know how far we of- go in each one, but I mean it depends how many times you died, right? <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing like random things of you know, there's there's one that no one actually cares, they just sort of push your body into the <laughs> corner. <laughs> There's <laughs> a really sad one where just no- yeah, where like you were just in the toilet and nobody found you for hours. <laughs> um that's dark there's there's like a secret room that you could go into but if you died in there like no one ever found your body and and basically you know it does it a cut, time it cuts thing to of- like to- <laughs> yeah it cuts to like 70 years later when the new owners of the house are remodeling and they find your skeleton <laughs> oh god <laughs> anyway um though overall I feel like we just came up with a pretty cool X-Man woman person. Okay. I reckon we've got time for just one. Oh, right. We'll go long. Airlift. Thou. Thou? Like T-H? T-H-O-U. Get thou thou to the chopper. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just picturing Arnie in like medieval- it's like a cross between Conan and, you know, Get Drew Lawrence. <laughs> Get thou to the chopper. Chopper. The uh, helicopter. That's not oldie English. Okay. All right. Well, I think we will finish it up there for tonight. If you want to find us online, you can go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our stuff's on there. Hey. We just today, which is two weeks ago in uh, release time, released our new feed feature on Podchaser. So, you can follow podcasts on there, including ours, 
and get updates when new episodes and stuff happen. So go and do that. It's really cool. Uh, also, we are part of the 8-Bit Collective, and they are a group of podcasts who are pretty awesome, and we just recorded some stuff with uh, at the 8-Bit booth last pa- last uh, week at PAX, which you just heard in the previous episode. So that was really cool. Check them at, out at 8bit.net. Check them out at 8bit.net. Awesome. So, we'd also like you to check out the AGP and the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, of which we are also part of. Um, at PAX, they did an awesome AGPN party mode, so check that out on um, on PAX 2 Twitch channel. Yes. Finally, we'd like to thank Kuridos for the use of the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. That's it. So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And uh, I actually wasn't that happy with that episode. I'm going to kill myself and go back an hour. Boom. So, anyway, Sonny and Cher, you know, they're a wizard and um, a bard, as we've sort of discussed. No, no, wait, no, wait. It should definitely be a Western because they've got uh, Bang Bang, Shot Me Down, and the Cowboy's Work's Never Done, and it's a Western. Awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that we didn't continue all the way through this with- <laughs> Going down the wizard path. It's a Western without the E. It's just an apostrophe. (laughs) 